What's brewing ATX? I'm Jonathan Radcliffe, and as always, I'm joined by my talented co-hosts, Ian Grossman and Greg Carlson. What's happening? Great to be here. Thanks for tuning in today. We're excited for today's episode as we are joined by Fayez Rana. Did I say that correctly? That's right. The mastermind behind a local food prep and delivery company called Prep to Your Door. Thank you, Fayez, for coming in today, of course. Thanks for having me. If you're looking to hear the story of a successful and inspirational entrepreneur, you are in the right place today. Just a quick reminder, this podcast is your one-stop shop for all things ATX, from tips on the food and beverage scene to developments in the real estate world to interviews with local small businesses and those making a big impact in our community. And of course, each week we feature a local beer, wine, or spirit so that you can get your little taste of what Austin has to offer. However, this week... We're doing a little different, and we don't have a. We have a different type of brew, and that mm-hmm. is Cafe Medici brew, which we will talk about in a second. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Brewing ATX. Hit that subscribe button whenever, so whenever you uh, can tune in, or sorry, each week you'll get an update with our latest episode. So might as well hit the subscribe button. That sounds like a pretty good deal. Yeah, it just pops right up. It's ready to play. Right let's play. If you like what you hear, give us that five-star rating and maybe drop a comment. Let us know if you have any suggestions or topics, guests you'd like to, to see on the show, and we'd love to have them. And be sure to stick around at the end for the weekly brew uh, where we're going to be talking about our beloved Austin Statesman building that is going to be demolished and... Your something kids. else. Saw it on the news last night. What? No. Something else. You'll have to wait till the end for the weekly brew. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right. Today, <laughs> we're switching things up, as I mentioned, and we're going with a different type of brew. Greg, tell us about that. Thanks, Jonathan. I'm so happy that you asked. <laughs> Today, we're sipping on a little something different. Just like you said, we're embarking on a caffeinated journey to a little homegrown coffee shop called Cafe Medici. Mm. Yes, folks, we're drinking coffee and things are starting to get steamy. This is my third coffee of the day, so it's going to be. So, yeah, when, stopping, uh, when stepping in one of their top five locations spread throughout the city, take note how Cafe Medici takes a holistic, that's right, holistic approach to life in efforts of promoting a sustainable business model you know i was just in there a brief moment ago looking for these these qualities and i actually got a little little sense of that uh, their actions impact the world so it's important for them to produce good fruit because that's what coffee is it's necessary for them to be good stewards of their resources and they believe that as customers employees and owners they have a responsibility to their fellow humans and environments that's just, just uh, oh yeah a sustainable business model <laughs> Uh, this they acquire that by taking this approach um, by taking care of their employees and recycling and using products with similar philosophy and pursuing quality. Wait, Would so you, you believe that? Yeah, did you catch all that? You, you said what? Well, you said fruit. Yeah. The beans. I feel like beans are considered a fruit. Mm-hmm. Coffee bean. Coffee the bean? coffee bean is actually Tell encased them. inside of a fruit. It's like a really big fruit, and you take a hatch it to it and what's the fruit called do you know no idea would you believe it yeah no I never knew that you're drinking, you're drinking fruit juice dude Watch it just yeah. look at it. healthy fruit juice yum it's gonna get us all a little hyped up yeah. in a minute so we've got uh, two black coffees one cold brew black and one decaf guys let's taste it and let me know what we think alright let's wow. do that I've already been cheating first I don't get cold brew often from Medi- I get cold brew everywhere not often from Medici, and it's actually really good. It's pretty nutty. It's good. It's a bit nutty, eh? Do you always go just straight black, no no cream uh, sugar? For the most part, black. Yeah. Sometimes if I need a little dessert, milk and sugar. There you yeah. go. Yeah. You, you like dessert? I do like dessert. Yeah. Other than coffee, what's your favorite dessert? Oh, shit. Um, cheesecake. Oh, no, scratch that. Donuts. Donuts. Gordo's okay. Donuts. Gordo's. That's a local one. Have you been there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we might have to have them on here sometime. Yeah, we gotta get on. They need to bring some samples. <laughs> <laughs> nice, oh, cool, cool. 
Well, as we mentioned earlier, we we're joined by Faez Rana, the brains behind Prep to Your Door, a local food prep and food delivery service here in Austin, Texas. Let's jump right into it. First off, the, the best question I could ask, tell us your story. Yeah. And take that in direction you want. That is a, I love it. That's a big question. It's a big one. Yeah. All right. Okay. Our yeah, story. So we're about three years old as a business. Nice. Uh, we're going from the small business to company phase. That's the way I like to think about it. Um, but yeah, basically me and my girlfriend started it three years ago. Um, we met in school up in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And when I decided to move out here, I was looking for a job. And yeah. tell us what school you met at. <laughs> it's in the Boston area, is <laughs> Harvard. So we were there and we took a summer course together. Okay. And uh, so we spent all day together and we were, I don't know, I, uh, I could tell we could build something together. Nice. Not just a relationship. No. Well, for me, it started, I was like, oh, I could, you know, I could make some money with her. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, well, I also, we like spent eight, nine, ten hours a day together. And then she left after her class finished. And, you know, I was like, yeah, and then I missed her. (laughs) So she came here to Austin, you followed her? Yes. So, I mean, I was born in Houston and she's from Austin. So I was like, it's. Yeah, you know, I haven't been yeah. Austin yet. Why not go out there? So and she was your girlfriend when she was. We did long started. distance for like a few months. Okay, I'd been down that road before, and I was like, I'm not doing that again. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So wow. I, I was 22, so I was like, or 23, so I was like, yeah, let's go. So I got here, and. I was working on an education venture at the time. Before I went to Harvard, I was in Dubai, and I was building a education company out there. So it was like uh, we had a tutoring center in Dubai. You know, a bunch of private school kids would go there, and we built an online school and real schools in refugee camps uh, around the Middle East. So these were kids, like Syrian refugees, kids that lost their parents in the Iraq war. So like, that was very real gritty work. And uh, I was working on that. And this is, uh, this is before you're in college. This was before, well, I started my college at University of Colorado. Okay. I dropped out, started a business. Then I started the education company. And then I ran to a point where I was like, in order to scale this thing effectively, I need to, let me, I was working with people in the UN and I just felt like I'm a college dropout, like maybe let me go and try to learn some more things before I try to scale this. So I applied to one school, got into that school, and then I got distracted essentially. And you're 19, 20 at this point? I was like 21, 22 at that time. What was so distracting? You know. Yeah, so... uh, It's college. Yeah, it was college. Um, But yeah, I was like very uh, entrepreneurial, I suppose. Um, And so I was like, let me get a few meal prep clients so I can find a job that I really like because I didn't want to just get a job. And... Well, what made you you think meal prep clients? What made you... you We used to make, basically, you know, we'll send you guys a delivery so you know what it is, but... We had these mason jar salads. We would keep them for ourselves in the fridge. So I was like, uh, actually, my aunt was pregnant at the time, and so I sent her some in Houston. And she was like, you know, I would buy these if these were selling. I was like, yeah, like, how much would you pay for them? You know, $10, $15. I was like, okay, let me see if I can get a few people to buy those for me. I'll pay, you know, half the rent or whatever. And the bug just kind of... So you found, were they friends or... Did no, I didn't know anybody in Austin, you know what I mean? So, so I basically got on Instagram oh, right. and I started DMing everybody in Austin. Like, we threw up the landing page really quickly and I just DMed everybody like, hey, do you want to try a free sample? And I basically like filled up a cooler with mason jars. I stayed up all night, you know, made some smoothies and salads and drove around the next day and just started handing stuff out for free. Wow. 
That's what, dude, that's what I mean. That's it. I know we we were saying before um, before we started that we met at Gary V. Yeah. Greg, I know, is a big Gary V guy. Jonathan, we're trying to turn him on. <laughs> but he's he's one of those guys. that's like whatever if you're do if you have a service or a product, like give it away for free. Yeah, totally. And make people want it, and yes. then you can start selling. Yeah. One of the books that I read in college was The Lean Startup. I don't know if y'all have read it. Oh. Um, and the idea is how can you go to market as quickly as possible? Like what you, you've read it. Yeah. 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 So like a minimal viable product. Like what are the, what's the MVP. The, the MVP, the smallest amount of features that you can take to market to start getting feedback. Yeah. So you build the right product rather than master plan it and go to market and nobody wants what you think they wanted. Mm. Uh, so that's what we yeah. did. We, you know, really basic landing page and just started and start with, like you said, one or two products, right? Yeah. Just the smoothie yes. and, and the salad. I went to the dollar store, got an insulated bag, got <laughs> compostable baggies, put like kale, banana, apple, you know, protein powder, froze it, put it in there, and went and gave it to people. Thoroughly embarrassing. Yeah. Some influencers like Boosting said yes. Yeah, but they were kind enough to give a little feedback. They were like, yeah, you know, I need a little more energy. I need a little more of this. And it just like evolved Whoa. yeah that uh the whole idea oh. of the the minimal viable product yeah. mvp is like I, I wish so i started a, um an app development company a few years ago right out of college and i remember thinking like we have to have all these features totally. phase one phase five yeah <laughs> and we started doing that and then we just dumbed it down to like let's just get this thing out there because we're spinning a year on this thing it's not even hit the market exactly. we don't even know what people want yet and get feedback yeah. and I, exactly. I wish i had been coached on that a little bit more early on and so now whenever i talk to people it's like i see that same cycle yes. it's like you're, you're trying to go to step 10 before you even hit step one just get something out there totally. trust me this is not you know your end game just get it out there and then work your way yeah, to that big thing so i, I love that totally I, I listen for the same thing when people want to start businesses is, are you starting at level 10 or do you know what you need? You just need to do something. Yeah. You need to yeah. do something right now. Sometimes right. that's the hardest thing to, the hardest and the easiest because yeah. you overthink it. Yeah. Is it ready to get out there? Yeah. Is this good enough to show people? Don't yeah. you always change it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. So yeah. You, you built based on market feedback. Yeah. And, you know, we started by, you know, we were approaching athletes, people in the fitness scene, uh, gyms, and we ended up learning that that was not our target customer. Um, we ended up getting some contracts with two local gyms, mm -hmm. um, and they wanted us to deliver smoothies on demand at the end of each class. So somebody walked in for a 5 a.m., they'd say they want a smoothie, we'd have it there at 5.50. Mm -hmm. That's not our business model at all right now. Kind of hard. It was really hard, dude. I was up at four in the morning making smoothies, delivering them. We did it for like six months. And from that, we ended up getting our first meal prep clients. And then somewhere about seven, eight months in, I was like, I don't think the smoothie thing is scalable. I really want to focus on the food. I feel like that's where we can add a lot of value because we're sourcing locally. It's the only completely organic. It's in reusable packaging. If you've ordered ever ordered meal kit, there's a ton of plastic. Yeah. So there's like, you know, some quality that we mm -hmm. can provide that's not available. And so we we shifted to that. And, you know, same thing. We just kept evolving from there. So what today, if I, if I ordered, if I use Prep to Your Door, what, what does it look like? What am I getting? I, I know you don't serve meat. No, so it's 100% organic. It's totally plant-based and you're getting your meals in mason jars. So the menu changes every single week. Okay. Um, and those are basically the main, the main points. Um, about a year and a half in, we really started trying to understand why our customers ordered from us versus going to other places. Yeah. And a part of the shift from the fitness scene to our current customer was that they weren't as concerned with calorie counting and were they getting the right 
ratio of protein to carbs mm -hmm. as they were the integrity of the ingredients. So they wanted to know if it was organic. They wanted to know if we were using preservatives. Things that, you know, is it safe to feed my baby? So we realized that we're a quality conscious customer versus sort of a quantity conscious customer. Yeah. So if you ordered right now, I mean, you know, you go to the website, look at the menu, sign up, pick five, 10, 20 meals, they show up on your door on Sunday night. Uh, the next week you put the jars out, like the old milkman. Yeah. And swap them out. Okay. Wow. So just out of curiosity, what is a typical meal? I mean, we're talking 300 calories, 500 calories, is it? Um, so, so there's meat? Huh? There's meat? There's no, there's no it's meat. plant-based. Oh, okay. But like, I, I usually add fish to it for dinner. Um, a lot of our customers add meat, but we've also learned it's a really good way to just like, get your nutrients and to get mm -hmm. vegetables. Cause we, like when was the last time any of you ate a rutabaga or a kohlrabi? Don't even know what those are. Don't even know what they I are. I didn't know what they were either. But <laughs> our chefs know what to do with them. Rude of and they're yeah. they're they're That's delicious. So yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like uh, the lowest thing on our menu right now is two hundred fifty calories, the highest is seven hundred. So okay. it's a spectrum. Wow. Yeah. 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 You know. So like over the last few years, I feel like the meal prep and like the meal services where they send you the ingredients and you make them yourself, yeah. they've become like very popular yeah. and so there's space. a lot of yeah there's a lot of competitors so what maybe that being it or what have some of the biggest challenges been for you in starting this business and sustaining yeah i don't really think of competitors at all um because i don't want to build a company um on the defense. On the defense, yeah. We want to be on the offense. We want to be on the offense. Just like Gary Vee says. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just like Gary Vee says. He said that. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. We're just creating our own unique brand. Making sure you're true to yourself. Yeah, we're creating our own identity. That's so, the best way uh, to do it. Yeah. Once you start comparing yourself, I think that's when you start losing. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, you want to create your, your own brand. You know, that's what you guys are doing with this. And then you also want to know your numbers. Are you running a solid business? So with those two things in place, you know, we're, we're building slowly with integrity, talking to our customers, using the lean startup methodology. Like, yep. you know, we're... That's awesome. So what, what's your, yeah. if you don't mind me asking, are, are you just in Austin or are you spread out now? We're just in Austin, but our goal for 2020 is to get into Houston, Dallas, San Antonio. So, okay. Whoa. Yeah. And uh, are you operating, I'm assuming you're not cooking all the mess yourself now. You got a, you got I a was. commercial kitchen. I and, was. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not a chef by training. <laughs> sure. But uh, yeah, we have a team now and, you know, we have chefs on staff and that's, in my entrepreneurial journey, that's what I'm learning right now is is how to manage a team and how to transition from doing everything myself to making sure that we have operating procedures in place so that, and there's communication and transparency if something goes wrong in one part of the business, the people that are there, you know, on Monday know what they did on Thursday type of thing. So, yeah. So you got your, your, your chefs, Kitchen crew, you got mm -hmm. your. I'm assuming you have what, like yeah. delivery? delivery yeah, so we've got, you know, procurement. So the people that are ordering, the people that are receiving, cooking, uh, actually jarring the meals, mm -hmm. then the people that are packing the bags, delivering the bags. Then we have the whole system for retrieving the jars, making sure those get sanitized. Then we have customer service, marketing, content production. You know, accounting, finance, all that Do stuff. Do you outsource? Um, we're outsourcing most of our, like our CFO is like a um, contract CFO, oh, cool. which is a super cool concept. Yeah. We sit down with her for like an hour or two every week and get that stuff done. It's nice. Awesome. Um, but we haven't really, we outsource a lot of our web design and development, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, coding for our like subscription platform, stuff mm -hmm. like that. But most of our people are here. Wow. Yeah. It's cool. Well, so yeah, it's you, a lot, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, how many people employees, I guess, would you say on staff now? It's like 15 to 17 right now. Okay. Wow. Like three years. Yeah, two and a half, three yeah. years. Yeah. yeah, are you... Dang. you have any sort of funding? Did you raise any money for that? No, it's all self... 
No, I just like, I don't know. I don't have like a right answer for this one. I get asked all the time, but like, I just want to build it as much as I can without taking any money so that I'm in a strong negotiating position when I do want to take on capital. And I I think that's, I think that's so important early on. Um, Like, I feel like it's just, and this is always like an intuition for, I guess like a gut feeling for me is like, why are people so rushed to yeah. go in debt, essentially? That's hard. Yeah, that's like the, the culture, that's the norm now. Totally. It's like, and it's so easy it's to like, get money. Let's just go get all the money. You know, we made it. And then, yeah, yeah. And then like, that, that you lose your motivation there. You lose your, I don't know. I feel like the the meat uh, and the story, the journey is so yeah. important. So like if you can. I agree. That's awesome. I think... Um, it's a lot I feel like I've, I've had to make better decisions by having less money to operate with sure. because I have to prioritize differently Yeah, it's discipline it's discipline, it requires so much discipline um, and so when the day does come that we, we take some investment um, our, our mental model will be prepared for that and at that point it's just purely scalability it's yeah, you've so known purely scalability. yeah, you've known what you can do on your own yes yeah, you have a much clearer picture of like what that money can really do. Totally, we're not just we're not using the money to figure out how we're going to grow. Yeah. We're using it to grow. But yeah, yeah. How many uh, how many clients are you hitting nowadays? We're like in the yeah. you know couple hundred range. Like we have about three hundred customers, so we're trying to go past the thousand mark. And, yeah, you know, Texas ten thousand type of deal. So. The first year, I think we ended with like eight clients. Yeah. Okay. You know, then the next year we were going for fifty, and then we started jumping higher, and then now the goal is a thousand. Well, the marketing, effect. yeah, so on Boom. and so forth. Yeah. The marketing, like your Instagram page, is like yeah. very visually appealing. Thank the you. food looks incredible. Yeah. You know? I I really like what you guys are doing. I I I want to do something similar. But I know a lo- clearly you guys put a lot of effort into this, so it's very exciting to see. I, I want to create more content. Uh, Austin's such a rich city, like so many people are doing things. So, so many cool stories. What yeah. would you call your podcast? I don't know. I can't think about it yet. Like, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm not so, so is it technically vegan? Is it a. Like, it is vegan. It is vegan. And I don't know if there's. We, like, we purposely do not use the B word. Because okay. we feel like it will pigeonhole us. Yeah, and, yeah. And most of our customers, the data shows, aren't vegan. They're just... Do you say plant-based? Yeah, we do say plant-based. If I really have to go there, like I will. Um, but I like that our customers aren't necessarily vegan. Yeah. They just want it's, it's weird. Vegetables. It's weird. Yeah, it's For whatever yeah, reason, it's like stigmas that go with that. Like, yeah, like let's just avoid that. Should, I mean... You can cook a bunch of chicken at home or steak at home. Totally. Get yeah, your do. deliveries and throw that on top of it. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've been dying to ask you this one. <laughs> so, what are the big picture plans for Prepper Door as far as uh, as far as growth? And yeah. say say five ten years from now. Yeah. Um, so I told you guys about my education venture <laughs> that's my real passion project in life educate uh i think education needs reform all across the board yeah um so i have i have a whole business plan for something that i want to do but i basically want to build a chain of international schools and these will be private schools and i want to use the resources from that to go and build schools and online presence in the underprivileged areas so um, that's what I want to get back to. Prep to your door is my way to build a skill set to learn how to scale a company um, and you know make some money doing it. And then I want to go back to that. So within five to ten years, I hope I'm back there, um, whoa, traveling the world, building schools. And yeah. yeah, what's the take on schools? What's the angle? Because you, you disagree with how they are done now. Yeah. So what's going to be your approach? It's it, We're going to have to approach it through the MVP model as well. Um, it's going to be experimentation. Like mm-hmm. Every kid is different. And 
I was a really bad student. Somehow I ended up in Harvard, but I believe that that's because I decided to drop out and start a couple of businesses and fail. And I went after my interests. And I think that's what ended up getting getting me in. Um, whereas most kids, because I work with a lot of kids trying to get into college, and everybody's trying to answer the question, what do they want me to do? What do they want to see on my application? Yeah. And it's like, what are your interests? Do you yeah. even know what your interests are? Or you've been forced to memorize a periodic table for the last four years that you, you know, you can't explore that. So CJ and I talk about this a lot. Um, I want to talk to you more about this because I'm, I, I was an elementary school teacher for seven years. Oh, well, yeah, you know, yeah. So got out of it standardization years, years and all of that good stuff. It really crushes. Yeah. It crushes the teacher's work first and foremost. Oh, it's, it's really terrible. Yeah. He was crushed. Yeah, I got out of teaching. He's still coming like, up from the yeah, yeah from the devastation. Still issues. P PTSD. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure I was I, I was in I was in classrooms where in the same class kids were on a like a kindergarten in, in a fifth grade class. I had kids on a kindergarten reading level and a high school reading level, totally. and I had to teach them all in the same. You know, it's, it. it's like it's a disaster. I feel like those rote skills like math and science. Most kids can learn uh, on the computer now, and I think the majority of school time should be for social interaction, experimentation, like projects, group learning. Like I would, if, I remember in fifth grade, my, the most vivid memory in school was when I got to go and start a business. Yeah, and there was like a week where I got to be a yeah. businessman, and I was like so stoked. I was like selling blow up hammers and like. <laughs> Little candies, and I was like, "Man, I should have done that for my whole school career. Yeah. Had, I could have learned math, science, everything through that framework." You know what I mean? We had this project that we would go to this facility, or let's just call it like a convention center or something. Right. And everyone had you had your own business. Like some people were selling beads, some people yeah. were selling whatever. Yeah. And so you you had to run all the you know write the checks and yes. run the numbers. And I was like, "Man, this is awesome!" Awesome. And we did. <laughs> We did two years in a row. Yeah. It was like, I don't know, fourth and fifth grade. Yeah, that's when I did it. And that's one of the, you don't remember what happened in that history class, except I do remember this teacher always said, she said something weird for founder. She said, it was, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I remember that, but I don't remember the details <laughs> of learning. I remember that, like going into the experiences. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, I sold candy in high school or in middle school and totally. elementary school. and. That was my business, you know. Yeah. My dad would take me to, to yeah. the Dollar General, <laughs> and we'd buy a bunch of candy and spend like I remember. He was like, "Your budget's fifteen bucks. Go buy the candy." And then at the end of the day, I'd have like forty-five dollars from that fifteen dollars totally. And he didn't make me pay a cut for a while, but then eventually, <laughs> eventually he's like, "I'm just spending fifteen bucks a day on candy." <laughs> so now you're gonna start having to pay me. So I'd have to, I'd have to yeah, buy it myself. Learning. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. Anyway. It's cost of goods right there. That's so, right. Yeah, that's like real practical learning. And I'm sure the science kids would have liked to learn their way. And, you know, sure. artistic kids would like to learn their own way. So I feel like school should. We have so much technology now where I think we can really change the way that our time is 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. is spent in school five days a week. So Aren't there schools like this? Like, I mean, very untraditional yeah. schools, like even in the Austin area, that you can yeah. attend like that. Yeah, I don't. Rensselaer is that type? Or not sure. The problem, um, most of them kind of cap out at sixth grade. Oh, okay. Because then you start running into you got to take the SATs, yep. ACTs. So the standardization start up starts to interfere a little bit. Um, but yeah, like you're right, they're there. We just have to work on making it more mainstream. Expandable, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like when, 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 if and when I have kids, I'll, I'll be in a better position for them educationally than yeah. I was. You know, Hopefully. just hey, go into this public school and you know, learn the same way that I did. You have been <laughs> totally. Cool. Uh, what are some of your your passions um, other than what we just talked about? Uh, something maybe more locally. Like you fish? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd like to go fishing. Greg? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you do for fun? Dude, I 
I work for fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird thing. But basically for me is like if I'm not working, I would like to spend time with family. So Heather's family lives an hour north of here. I have family in Houston. So I'll do that or we'll like go for walks around town lake. But like my rest, I try to keep it very intentional. Just to get you back up to speed so, right like, again, right? Charge. Yeah. 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 And like um I try to be really intentional about my rest. It's productive in a way. Sure. It's it's getting me back to how much again. do you need yeah. to be ready to go again? Yeah. yeah. And I like that. Like I don't want to burn out because I really do like what I'm doing. Absolutely. Um, and so it's just part of my my wellness routine. But you're okay you're yeah. you're okay with that. Like I am. the working. Yes. And that's a, such a big part of your life and yeah. I like awesome. it. I um I'm really happy growing my skill set. Like, I'm really, where I was three years ago, I, I, I didn't know any of the stuff that I know now. Yeah. I could have read about it in books, but like, now I know what it You've feels executed. like. Yes. And I can't wait to like execute more things and look back three years from now. Yeah. So I'm like very addicted Just to that. Just the beginning feeling. of the story. Yeah, yeah totally. Well, yeah. When we have you on for the anniversary episode, yeah. Episode 100. 100. Hell yeah. By then, you'll that. have a much different story. 100 weeks from now. <laughs> yeah. Well, 80, 80, 80, 80 weeks. 80 weeks. Shit, that will be awesome. Yeah. You guys keep it up for 100 episodes. You'll have a lot of cool people on here. We will. Yeah. Well, we've already gotten amazing stories. On I bet. Yeah. Episode and the story, 20. we're in such a great city for it that totally. we'll never run out. The only thing we'd run out of is like breweries or coffee shops so we can just... They'll keep popping up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you've got all these passions. I know you read a lot. What are some of your big, or who are some of your big influences, both on a personal and a professional level, mentors? Well, obviously, I listen to a lot of Gary Vee. I do like to read. I I read a lot of history. I'm reading Benjamin Franklin's biography right now. Oh, yeah. I I read some of that in college, actually. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I like, I don't really, I'm listening to, um, uh, measure what matters. Um, it's a book written by one of the most prolific venture capitalists mm-hmm. right now. Um, it's a good, it's a really good one. Um, I like to listen to business books, but I really like to read biographies. Okay. Um, you get to the 12 virtues. Of uh, Benjamin Franklin, yeah, I, I I know of him, yeah. Yeah. I, so I read his autobiography in college. This is his biography gotcha. by Walter Isaacson. He did the Steve Jobs uh, biography when he died. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's a little thicker, but yeah, <laughs> it's a good. Cool. Um, yeah. What do you guys like to read? Oh, you go ahead first. Um. Well, we've. Uh, we kind of bounce books across each other. Uh, a lot of self-help books for me. Yeah. Um, I mentioned in the last podcast, we just read a book uh, recently called yeah. uh, Can't Hurt Me. That was oh, it. my God. That's a good book. Wild, huh? Dude, that's a good book. I've listened to that almost two or three times. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, it, it's it's crazy. Like, it, it made me go skydiving. No so, way. Yeah. Um, and then. I He's actually was just mind. laughing about it. last night. I had a story. It was a weird, it was a weird dream. Um, but I had a dream that I was uh, there was like a drill sergeant over me, and there was like it was me and then a line of people, and it was like a girls on my left and then some guys on my right, and <laughs> and I was like, all right, the I don't know what how far you had to go or what the deal was, but the challenge was like get down. You're doing as many pushes as possible. Um, the last man standing, but you had a bowl of cereal in front of you. <laughs> and I happened to bring my own cereal, honey bunches of oat with strawberries, which I haven't had, I used to eat that a lot as a kid. And he was like, oh, well, you're not eating this kind of cereal. And I was mentally prepared to eat this kind of cereal. And then he's like, you got to eat, I think it was like uh, Cocoa Puffs or something. It was, it messed my stomach up. And I was like, well, this is not what I planned, but let's do it. You know, and I, and I got up and I was like, oh, like I went into that. I approached that differently and yeah. as opposed to like, you know, thinking it wasn't fair because everyone else got to eat the honey bunches. Oh, I was like, it's cool. Like, let's just do this. 
Anyway, I'm yeah. like, this book is like in my dreams now. Like, it is for sure. Is, is, the 40% rule, like that goes yes. off in my brain a lot. I'm like, how most people only reach 40% of their potential. Yeah. That's what he's, he's I was thinking about, about, about that in a workout class. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of the hot classes I did yeah. yesterday. I was doing high knees and like I was in the back of the room, but the mirror was over here and I could see myself because there was yeah. no one in front of me. And I was like, I know I'm not doing this nearly as hard as I yeah, could. Like, could. I was yeah. fucking, so, I was so tired, but I was like, I could definitely go yeah. harder. I thought about yeah. that, that 40%, just from what you've told me. Yeah, we did this, this hot boot camp two weeks ago, and I just read, you know, listened to the end of the Audible, yeah. and the same thing, I was like dying. I was like, yeah. man, I, I could look, barely breathe. I feel like I'm yeah. sucking in hot air. Yeah. But yeah, just get through it, and then it's, the second it's over, you know, you go catch your breath and you know, you yeah. get 30 minutes later. It's like, yeah. just get through it. But that's a good one. What, what about you guys? What are you reading now? I've been reading a lot of books about meditation. Mm. You, okay. Do you do that? And you guys, yeah. you do? Yeah. Have you seen a change in your life since you started doing it? Facts. Facts, right? <laughs> Facts. Yeah. 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 I don't do enough meditation. I really need to. I did Headspace for a while and that that's was awesome. That's what I do. Headspace. Headspace is great. Yeah. I need to get my, my reminder went off every night and I just like, once you get in the habit of yeah. ignoring it, yeah. then you're done. I know. <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. I have a reminder that says, it's time prep, to get... prep for bed. Oh. Because I realize I need to get in bed uh, and be in bed yeah. for like 10 if I want to get to bed by 11. Yeah. And now I just ignore the damn thing. And yeah, so I'm me too. in bed 11, 30, 12. I'm like, oh. every night. You should, have you read Sad. The Untethered Soul? No. Okay. I've heard you talk okay. about that on with CJ. Uh, CJ's, yeah. Shea, I don't know if you Shea Bowling Sprint Squad. I'm, he gave me met that him book. briefly at that night too. But Right, yeah, we were sitting together. Um, that's a really, really good book. Untethered Soul, cool. Yeah. But what, what are you reading? Oh, right now? I'm reading this, oh, I read it every morning. I can't remember. It's called A Whole New Mind. Huh. Why right brain thinkers are, uh, will rule the world. Oh. Yeah, you think about that stuff? Taking a stance on the right brain, left brain. Yeah, man. Yeah. I just read the subtle <laughs> art of giving a F. That was pretty good. What? The subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yeah. An F. I read F that. Oh, now. <laughs> I, read, I read that one a couple of years ago. That was good, too. Yeah. Grit is still one of my favorites Grit. of all time. It, it kind of... Angela Duckworth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it goes along with the, the can't hurt me. Yes. Kind of mentality. Oh, oh here's, I got, so you said you weren't that great at school, right? For the most part? Yeah. Well, when time. did you start reading books that you picked up on your own and wanted to read? When did that happen for you? I think I, uh, I think my reading habit came from my mom. She used to read. So you to always me. used to read? Well, she used to read to me and my brother before we would go to bed when we were kids. Yeah. And she would read Harry Potter to us. Mm -hmm. And then when I got old enough, I started reading I wanted to read them for my own. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I think I just started reading a lot. So you've always been a reader, I think I even though reader. you haven't really been in, in the school that much. No. You still read on your Dude, own. Dude, I was just like, huh. if I didn't think a homework assignment was important, I was not doing that homework assignment. Yeah. Period. Right. How old were you when your mom was still reading to you? Gosh. Ah, he, <laughs> he doesn't want to admit. <laughs> no, I want to say it was up until I was like maybe seven or eight. Probably seven, okay. something like that. Man, I think it's so important to read yeah. to kid for adults to read to kids. Even like when I was, I would read every day. I did like a read aloud, you know, to my fifth graders, and they were. Oh, I mean, yeah. you you know, you have the asshole in the back that's like yeah. not paying attention. <laughs> that was but, me. Yeah, that was you. but like so many of the kids would like they it was like their yeah. favorite part of the day. Oh yeah, and they, these are they're not kindergartners, but even. Just showing, just teaching kids like good reading skills. Yeah. Through, I think it's important even in middle school. Agreed. Read to your kids. Well, you know? then they start making you read certain types of books, which yeah. I wish I had read a lot of those books, like 1984 and The Giver. Like those are really great books. Yeah. But in seventh grade, like I was like, come yeah. on, we were all trying to do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Spark notes. Spark notes. Cliff Spartan notes. Whatever. Where is this hair coming from? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like. <laughs> I don't care about 1984 right now. <laughs> Come on. Nice. Well, yeah, our 
last question for you was going to be what we just discussed. What we're reading. Yeah, must read. If you want to uh, give some advice to folks or suggestions. Well, no, we just talked about a lot of good books. So okay. I think mean, yeah. we yeah. covered it. Yeah. Covered it. Cool. cool. You've said it all. Yeah. That was awesome. We've, uh, we've come to the time to make it a little bit more and a little fun to it today. Right. So, oh, I love this. So we, oh, we like to play for a treat. We like to play little games. Uh, this yeah. week we're going to do some trivia to test your Austin right. knowledge. As uh, Greg whips out his camera. Yeah. <laughs> You're lucky so, I'm only whipping out my camera. <laughs> this first one, Jonathan's going to kick off with. We've got a series of questions for okay, you. Question number one. Austin became the capital of the Republic of Texas in 1839. Which of the following was the capital city before Austin? A, El Paso. B, Houston. C, Dallas. D, San Antonio. Houston. Ding, ding, ding. Got it. Wow. I was going to say, if you missed that one, being a kid from Houston. <laughs> I'm from Houston. I wouldn't have guessed it. I would have said San Antonio or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Sam Houston. I was like, he was important. All right, let's go with <laughs> Good guess. All right. Number two. That's that was a it. terrible spell. In 2017, Amazon bought Whole Foods for $13.4 billion. Yeah. How much did 25-year-old college dropouts John Mackey and Renee Lawson Hardy borrow in 1978 to start the company here in Austin? A, $25,000. B, $45,000. C, $75,000. D one hundred fifteen thousand dollars. Seventy-five thousand. Seventy-five thousand. Yeah. Incorrect. Twenty-five thousand. Incorrect. <laughs> Forty-five thousand. From who? His dad. I don't know who they borrowed. I couldn't find who they bought. If I dug enough, I could have found it. Okay. But that's how much they borrowed, and it turned into yeah. obviously what it is today. Thirteen point four. Have you guys ever seen dollars. John Mackey? No. no. Like Dude, it. I've seen him like several times just shopping out. At Whole Foods? Yeah. Right. I, don't even I, know I know took a piss next to him one time. <laughs> I didn't say really? anything because that's weird. But like, I, I, was like, I wouldn't know what he looks like, but I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. He looks I'm like a real time, regular so. dude, but wow. Yeah, that was fucking John Mackey for sure. <laughs> Damn. Does he still have any part? I mean, obviously they sold it, but I'm sure he's still involved with it pretty heavily. I don't know. Probably is. Free shop, free groceries for life. Yeah, I, I, I think he's actually still CEO. Okay. Whole Foods, yeah. Right. Question three. Question number three. Whoa. Well, she is. <laughs> Which of the following? Switch up the order. <laughs> what happened? What are you talking about? Switch up the order. Which of the following is former UT cheerleader Harley Clark best known for doing oh, in nineteen? <laughs> 55. One, she created the Hook'em Horns hand sign. Two, she married a former UT quarterback at halftime of the game. Three, she wrote the lyrics to the UT fight song, still used today. Four, she gave the UT mascot, Bevo, his name. Wow. Harley Clark, think. 1955. I don't have any context clues for this one. I, um, well, we'll do, just, do you do you know the answer? Oh, Anybody? we know all the answers. Oh, okay. Because they're typing down. <laughs> B. No, <laughs> no. A. A. She created the hook yeah. and horn sign. Thank you, Harley Clark. All right. You're not a Longhorn. Yeah. That's all right. Where yeah. is she today, Harley Clark? 1955. If she was a. Or she was probably on her. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. if she was, if she was <laughs> around 20 years old in 1955. 80s? 80s? Yeah, right? Yeah. 55. Oh, like this. Hook them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Harley. That's a very, uh, very well known hand sign there. Which of the following is going to be the tagline for Austin FC, the new MLS soccer team? A, kick it weird, B, grow the legend, C, raising the capital, D, strive with pride. Oh, strive with pride. It's a good no, guess no. for Austin. Yeah, that's a, oh, yeah well, I mean, it is pride month. I hope it's now. not raise the capital. <laughs> <laughs> grow the legend. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's the, the, the tree with the... Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. All right. 
We're not doing too hot so far. I think I you're one, one for four. four. I was bad at school, remember? <laughs> so was I. Again, a lot of these questions we wouldn't expect you to know. It's all yeah. kind of random. This is cool. This is fun. I'm learning. Number five. There have recently been petitions to change the name of the city of Dripping Springs. Are you aware of that? No. Which of the following is the proposed new name for the city? A. Travis Town. B. Founders Town. C. Pound Town. <laughs> D. Drip Town. Oh my gosh. <laughs> bad names. What was the first one? Travis Town. Travis, Founders, Pound, Drip. Travis Town. Dude. It would make sense, right? They're trying to rename it Pound Town. No, they're no not. Who's there? Who the hell says that? So, so, <laughs> so <laughs> Chris, in my research, not Pound Town, Texas. <laughs> no way. No, I swear. Oh, God. I guess it's, there's, there's like a doctor that was one of the first residents of Dripping Springs, and his last name is Pound. Oh. So that's where they're trying to... They could do Pound 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 February 1st, April 1st, September 1st, or November 1st? Well, every day is vegan day. Right? <laughs> wow. Are you serious? That's that. World <laughs> Dang it. Uh, uh, B. No. <laughs> Just B for everything. <laughs> yeah. it it's is. November 1st for all those right. B people out there. You got one right. Yeah. One for six. Wow. Well, I stayed true to myself. You and, did. You know? He gave your best shot. We are at that time for the weekly brew. Tell Fias really quickly what the weekly brew is. What what's the, it all about? The weekly brew every week at the end of what's brewing ETX, we just talk about one development, whether it's yeah. you know in the real estate world or something. It's something yeah. going on in Austin. Yeah. Um, Did you know that tea is slang for gossip nowadays? What? What do you mean? That's what the kids call gossip is tea, so it kind of fits in with that. You know, wow. Yes, like if you spill the tea. We have some young employees in the kitchen, so I get the, the latest slime. Oh, God. Are we to the damn point where yeah. there's other stuff that we're not aware of now? Oh, it's like, for sure. <laughs> for old. sure. I'm 26, and I'm like, I have no idea what they're talking I'm about. I'm 28. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. The tea. So, Sorry, guys. The weekly tea. What's the, yeah, what's the tea? Yeah, this week it's tea. the tea for the week, <laughs> aka the weekly brew. You remember the people that built the domain? You might not remember them, but those people that built the domain, they're at it again. Plans for a 3.5 million square foot project with offices, apartments, condos, restaurants, shops, and a waterfront park are taking shape for the South Congress Avenue property now occupied by Austin's very own Austin Statement. Whoa. So that building right there off South Congress. The statesman that was housed our uh, our newspaper for years and years. Yeah, it's getting ripped down, and they're gonna just hook up this new development site right there, smack dab in the city. It's where the front views. Where the back bridges. Where the back bridges. Yeah. Are they have parking? So, as envisioned now, the mixed-use development, including six or seven buildings, would cover nearly 19 acres, which I didn't even know there's 19 acres right there. That's crazy. It's huge. Uh, directly south of Ladybrook Lake, or equivalent of about 12 city blocks. The building would encompass more than six acres, while the waterfront park would comprise 12.5 acres, which is good. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a lot of park space there, and it's usable park space, which otherwise is not, there's none at the moment right there. It's just a big old building. So far, there's no price tag attached to the project. Just for the sake of rough comparison, um, downtown's Frost Bank Tower has about 535,000 rentable square feet. The 3.5 million square feet um, statesman development would be more than six times the Frost Bank Tower. So, although the waterfront space would be configured quite differently from the space in the Frost Building, it will be, you know, it'll be 
comparable to that. Uh, and right there off the water, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. So, I saw the, I saw some renderings for it last night. Mm. It's like, the plan is incredible and it includes a bridge, a pedestrian bridge mm. that connects the south and you can walk over the lake oh, so to get to- Separate uh, from the Congress Bridge. Separate nice. from the Congress so Bridge, yeah, it's right over the water. Just walking bridge. Yeah, okay. which so I don't know how that would affect um, kayaks. And the well, they have a walking bridge closer to South Lamar, right? Yes. Yeah, but this was, it was showing it like, like flat, close to the water. Uh, I, like bet they, like I bet walk. they wouldn't allow it too close, just considering all the boats and stuff. Yeah. You know what's, what's interesting though is, I mean, there's a couple buildings, like say the Catherine, uh, and 422 on the lake, but those are all like, I guess shorter. Um, this is going to be like basically an extension of downtown on the south side of the river. So oh, this will yeah, be, much. I mean, this is going to, there's going to be buildings. Yeah. Real cool. Which you just know there's more coming in the near future, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. That's in your neck of the woods. That's in my close. there almost. Yeah. yeah. So, can you show show us some property yeah. in the South Congress area? Like, that's <laughs> yeah, crazy. that I mean it's blown up. Well, this got pretty property anywhere. Yeah. I th I saw the plan for fifteen years from now over there. It's I mean we're gonna be looking back like oh, for sure. Shit, <laughs> why don't we buy a bunch of shit over there? Yeah. All right, folks. Well, that's all we've got for you today. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed hearing from Fias, and hopefully, right now you're placing your first delivery order as we speak. I'm a customer. I'm excited to try it out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it looks like some good, good, nice, green, delicious food. Remember to subscribe on iTunes. Give us that five-star rating if we deserve it. And if you don't follow us on Instagram, check us out at What's Brewing ATX. Check out Prep to Your Door on Instagram at Prep to Your Door or online at PrepToYourDoor.com. Fias, tell us really quickly you're listening to this episode if you take if you've gone this far he's got a little promo code for you if yeah. you are a what's brewing atx listener yeah so if you sign up with the code wbatx we'll give you 50 percent off your first order oh damn because you listened this far so wow let's do it when before when we were first talking about this before the episode yeah he, he didn't he wasn't that generous so yeah Take advantage of this. You loosen them up That's a little awesome. bit. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, the coffee. It's the coffee. 50% off. All, All right, right, folks. Well, until next time, cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers.